Welcome to Breakthrough with Brig, the podcast that teaches high-achieving Black women how to use thought work to break through barriers, get out of their own way, and become their best self in the most loving and sustainable way. Y'all ready? Let's dig in. This podcast is sponsored by Brick Johnson Coaching. Hey, I have some exciting news for all of my high-achieving women out there. That's right. I get the emails and DMs from you guys saying you wish you were my target market. I understand. We need great allies too. And we need allies with well-managed minds. Well, I've listened. So this offer is for you too, because it's a one-on-one offer. So if you're feeling stressed and overwhelmed, you're a woman of color or not, or an ally. If you're tired of feeling like you can't do more, I'm here to help. My one-on-one six-month coaching program is designed specifically for you. Together, we will work on strategies to help you manage your stress and help you achieve your goals. Because women quitting on their dreams is just not an option. This is what my six-month program can do for you. Instead of time management, we will uncover why you manage your time the way you are so that you can prioritize self-care, giving you more time to do the things you love. Are you struggling with imposter syndrome? Are you anxious with a chaotic mind? I get it. We target the root causes of imposter syndrome helping you gain the confidence and self-assurance to pursue your goals and succeed in your career and your personal life? Do you struggle with communication issues, difficulty expressing yourself effectively or asserting your needs professionally or personally? You'll learn to cultivate a positive relationship with yourself. We'll work on the why this issue is for you, why this is happening, helping you resolve the inner conflict so that you can easily take care of the external conflict with others. When it comes to communicating your needs, you don't need another communication class on how to resolve clients' issues. Once you uncover your hidden conditioning, you will have the skills to build stronger, more productive relationship with colleagues, clients, and ultimately leading to greater success and growth in your business and personal life. Listen, if you're a high-level woman ready to cultivate more meaningful and fulfilling relationships, both with yourself and others, and you take your business and professional growth seriously and you want to take it to the next level, you and your relationship with you and your brain is your greatest asset. My coaching program is perfect for you. You don't have to continue putting others first and neglecting your own needs and desires in the process. Because remember, you are your greatest asset. Let's work together to create a life that you enjoy of connection and success. If this interests you, reach out, book a breakthrough call at brickjohnson.com forward slash breakthrough. Again, brigjohnson.com forward slash breakthrough. Look forward to talking to you. Hey guys, 
episode 143. Welcome to the podcast where we talk about all things high achieving vision, dreams, melanin, and breaking through. (laughs) And yes, I do know we have some non-melanated people watching and listening, and you are definitely welcomed. So never question whether or not you're welcome. You are. You're welcome to the podcast. You're working on my email list. Now, the melanin coaching hour, that's kind of for us. But yes, totally welcomed here. Please feel comfortable. All right. So I want to start out by reading the lyrics to a popular song. And then I want to talk about all the things that come up. And it's the lyrics to Good Morning Gorgeous. I love this song. I know you guys too, but have you really listened to the words? It's so hard to just holding on and even picking up my phone. It's hard enough to be, hard enough to sleep, hard enough to be alone. I'm just trying to move along. Sometimes I do and then I don't. Tell me what I'm doing wrong. Tell myself that this ain't healthy, second guessing, and it don't help me. I'm so tired of feeling empty. Dry my eyes. It's time to fight. It seems like I'm always against me. Seems like this is never ending, and I refuse to let it end me. Mentally, spiritually, physically, I need my peace. Yes, I need my peace. I wake up every morning and tell myself, good morning, gorgeous. Sometimes you got to look in the mirror and say, good morning, gorgeous. No one else can make you feel this way. Good morning, gorgeous. Good morning, gorgeous. All the times that I hated me, all the times that I wanted to be someone else, all the times I should have been gentle with me, all the times I should have been careful with me. Why did I hate myself? Why did I hate so intensely? Lord, help me. I wake up every morning and tell myself, good morning, gorgeous. I wanted to read the words to that because there's an evolution here. Like the first part is like, she's in a rut. Like, tell me what I'm doing wrong. She knows this isn't healthy. She knows she's second guessing herself, but she can't help it. She's tired of feeling empty. Dry my eyes, it's time to fight. But yet, every time she goes to fight, it seems like she's always against me. This is never ending. But I refuse to let it end me. I know that it's mental. I know that it's spiritual. I know that it's physical. I'm trying to protect my peace, right? And then she says these words. Good morning, gorgeous. It's what she's doing here is really describing being in a rut and how to get out of the rut. And the good morning, gorgeous is acceptance. It's just self-acceptance. Because then she says, I accept all those times I hated myself, all the times I wanted to be someone else. That comparison thing. 
all the times I should have been gentle with myself because you know how we beat ourselves up. All the times I should have been careful with myself. Why did I hate myself? Why did I hate so intensely? Lord, help me. And the answer was, good morning, gorgeous. Self-acceptance. So the podcast on this one is literally how to get out of a rut, right? Like she describes the rut and we've all been there, right? Like I'm doing shit. I don't want to do. Why am I doing this? I'm up and I'm down. I'm trying to get out of it. I know I am against myself. Those words describe the plight of being in a rut. And what I want to say, first of all, and foremost, is ruts are normal. Ruts are part of our life. They're part of the journey and they can last for a while. But sometimes we have like, a timer, that compassion timer, right? On how long we can be in a rut. And the more successful you are, the shorter that time frame that you allow yourself to be in a rut because you should know better. You should be able to get out of this. And it is that resistance that is keeping you in the rut. Ask me how I know. <laughs> right? Like, what is a rut? So a rut is a fixed or an established mode or procedure or course of the way or the usual way of being. It's dull and unpromising. So if you feel dull and unpromising, you're in a rut. That's okay. Like if you don't have anything to look forward to and life is just kind of yeah right? Like you have goals, but you really don't believe them or they're not really exciting you. You're in a rut. That is okay. But I think the thing is, is to understand and give language to this is where I'm at. It's a narrow or predictive way of life, a set or attitude, dreary, and it's an undeviating routine. For some of us, we're in ruts post-pandemic. Listen to me as I say this. Like for the longest, our routines, our rituals, how we operated in the world was healthy. It was considered healthy. There was all this evidence and support that get out, go mingle, go do this, go be spontaneous. All the stuff was a way of life and it added vitality, right? But then all of a sudden, in one fell swoop over the span of like two weeks, the message got changed differently at a really, really high level. The message got changed to all of that shit is unhealthy. Don't be around people. Don't be spontaneous. Be very predictable. Keep go into routines. Go into hibernation. Stay home. Make your home your safe haven. Be safe. And the energy in which that was delivered made that groove, that groove in our brains very deep. Because the thing that makes grooves in our brains, like that makes patterns in our brains is repeated, how often it's repeated, right? Or the emotion that it is done with. That's why one event that triggers 
a huge amount of emotion. I don't care the significance of the event. It's the emotion that goes with the event can leave a really deep wound or groove that our brain and patterns of thinking and being operate on. And I think because of the pandemic and the energy and the fear for some of us, not all of us around that, I think that pattern of stay safe, stay in your house, stay in, right? Yes, you want to be in community, but be in community on Zoom, right? Like don't change up your routines. I think that groove, that groove staying in a little bit more, we lost some of that spontaneity and we may have created ruts that we are still in now, right? That no longer serves us. Or it couldn't have been a pandemic. Maybe it's something else, but I want to say, How do we get out of the rut? And I want to say that who you are, no matter where, no matter what's going on, we are who we are because of patterns in our brains, the way we approach things. But those patterns in our brains are not fixed. That is not who you are. That is just what you've repeatedly done. Or that is something that was created from an emotion from a long time ago, childhood or whatever. But that doesn't mean that we can't change it. We can change it on purpose. The beauty of neuroplasticity is our brain is always willing to change. There is a willingness for our brain to change. We just have to understand there will be some friction that goes along with it. And we have to create and overcome that friction. That's it. But I don't want to talk about that today. I want to talk about understanding the rut. You aren't stuck. Your habits and ways of being and your practices and lifestyle can be changed, right? Like, I think that's why, I don't know about you, that's why we love the before and after on IG. Like my IG feed is full of before and afters. Before and after, like before garden, after garden. Before buying a house, after building this beautiful house. Before living off grid with just a piece of property to now. Like I love the before and the after, right? And I'm like, oh my God, And I know that my brain is seeking change. It wants an after. It's like there is an after. And I know it's also saying, are we stuck here? Are we in a rut? How do we get out, right? And I want to say first, before we like try to figure out how we get out, I want to say that the overarching principle is, remember in Good Morning Gorgeous, she said, why did I hate myself? Why did I beat myself up? Kindness is the way we get out. Kindness. Take away the rod, take away the belt, take away the shitting on yourself, take away the get your shit together attitude on this. If you're in a rut, If your life is kind of dull, no matter what the things that you've created is, no matter how great your relationships are, if it's unpromising, you're in a rut. That's all. Normal. Completely normal. But let's figure it out. 
And I want to say, let's use the five-step process of grieving to like understand this rut. And step one is denial. Denial is such a beautiful stage of being in ruts or of like dealing with shit because it's it's one author, Melanie Beatty said, denial is like being asleep and you don't know you're asleep. Denial is like you don't know you're in it until it's gone. And then we get mad at ourselves because we were in it, but we weren't supposed to understand it because that's what denial is. It's the beautiful thing of like, I'm just sleeping and eating and watching TV and I'm not doing anything and I'm putting on weight or I'm not going anywhere. I stopped talking to people. I'm just kind of ho-hum and usually you're buffering, right? Because you're stuffing the emotions of whatever it is. You're just stuffing, right? You're either overeating, over Netflixing, over social media, over drinking, some people over sexing, but you're just in a rut and you're in denial. The problem with denial is like when we come to awareness, then we get mad of ourselves and that's not it. We weren't supposed to know that is the beauty of denial. But we try to, and remember my podcast recently about understanding your grief process and like being in that wherever you are, right? It's allowing you to be there without trying to rush. It's like, oh, I'm here. I don't know what I'm sad about, but I'm here. That's the fastest way to get out of it, as opposed to when you have those brief moments of like, I'm doing too good, or I'm kind of in a rut. Not to like, let me action my way out of it. Let me like force my way out of it, but let me understand my way out of it. This is the time to give yourself kindness. This is the time where you're like, write it out. You can not like the events, not like the diagnosis, not like what's happening to you, not like where you are or the person or the job or whatever. You cannot like something and not blame yourself for it. It's like when we get out of denial, it's like now I have to blame myself. And if I blame myself, then I have to beat myself up for it. There's another level of self-responsibility that doesn't involve beating ourselves up and involves love. So it's just to understand when we pass through denial, don't put ourselves in it by beating ourselves up because it's like, you should have known better. You should have gotten through this faster. That's the fastest way to put yourself back in denial or prolong your rut. Okay. When you're in this phase, like this is an opportunity for you to journal. And with the kindness, it's asking yourself questions of what do you think is going on? What's happening? Like this is the idea of learning about yourself, but you won't do that if you know that at the end, you're going to beat yourself up or you're going to judge yourself. So that's why kindness is there. We can't get to opening ourselves up to get through the rut if we know we're going to blame ourselves, beat ourselves up, shame ourselves for where we are. Look at you. You shouldn't have done that. Look at the result. Can't believe you made that decision. Look at the result. If you're going to do that, you will not be transparent and open with yourself. I'm afraid. I'm afraid I'm going to be here for a long time. 
I'm afraid that this is who I am now and I'll never change. You won't be that transparent. And sometimes this is where a good coach will come in handy because sometimes we don't have the skills or the language to take ourselves here. And we need to have a witness to be able to do that with, to be able to like tell ourselves what is really happening, what it is that we're really afraid of. Sometimes having someone to talk to that gives us a safe space, allows us to say it. And that's why sometimes coaching expedites us going through our ruts faster because we get to the truth faster, right? Because we get to the scary things like the meaning under why I'm not doing anything. I had a conversation with a friend yesterday and she was in a rut and she called me because she knew wait a minute, I'm in a rut. Like I have all these great ideas, but I'm not doing it. Why am I not doing it? And she was like, friend, I need coaching. And I was like, you need coaching, coaching, or you need friend coaching? Because friend coaching is a little rough. (laughs) And so she was like, no, I need friend coaching. I was like, cool. So it took about an hour, hour and 15 minutes, but we got to where it really was that was keeping her stuck, like the transparency of it. But it was because we created safety in her and we created a safe environment. Like she trusted me to take her through the process. And sometimes we can expedite this part to see ourselves exactly where we are, right? Like, why did I hate myself? Like those questions that Mary J was asking herself, I wanted to be somebody else. Like the truth and the transparency of what she was saying was because she had that honesty, that transparency with herself. And so I took my friend through like explaining like that makes sense why you would do that. This is why, yeah, that makes sense. So therefore she was never wrong. There was nothing to blame with it, with what she was setting it up, the way she was setting it up. It was truth. And the more I weaved in safety and transparency and it making sense, the more open she became until we got to where it was. And when we got to where it was, she was like, oh my God. And that's what, that's what happens with us. It's like, oh, that's what I'm doing. Okay. And we can get to acceptance with that. But maybe the grieving process for you is like, if you're in denial, it is, oh, I'm good. This is how you know, like, I'm good, I'm okay, but actually you're really not, right? It's when you're numbing and telling yourself you're okay and you're just making the best of it. You're in denial. That's okay. Just good to know. Not the point to force yourself. Oh, I'm in denial. Not the point. It's the point to tend to yourself, asking yourself those questions. Okay. You know what the next stage is? Anger, right? And anger comes like, I'm angry at someone else. I'm angered at some action or some circumstance. I'm angered that this happened. I'm angered, like, why did this happen? I can't believe it, right? It's like, you're just angry. And many times we'll stay in denial because this anger feels unsafe. Like good girls don't get angry and you get to be angry at the diagnosis, at what the person did, at the circumstance, at the decision, the result of the decision, you get to be angry, right? The advice that someone gave you that didn't pan out, you get to be angry. Many people are angry at the pandemic. Their life was good and then 
life change. And instead of admitting the anger, feeling that anger and addressing that anger, they're stuffing it. And that's keeping us in a rut. My life was fine. And then this shit happened and I made some changes and I haven't been able to get out of it. And I'm fucking angry about it. You get to be angry again with kindness. Angry means that you're just angry. We think we don't want to be angry because we think that anger is going to make us do something. No, feelings don't necessarily have to make us do anything. Unaware feelings do. So become aware that I am angry. Oh, I'm angry. Just sit there with, I'm fucking angry at the that the pandemic happened and this happened. I'm fucking angry that this person did this and this happened. I'm fucking angry that I made this decision and this happened. Because remember, we can be angry and not beat ourselves up. When you have the safety, when you've decided that I'm going to love myself no matter what, then you can allow for the anger and not beat yourself up. Like, damn, I'm angry I did that. But I refuse to beat myself up for it. And then you get to like journal on it, figure it out, ask that anger what it's angry about. What are you making it mean? What do you think is going to happen? What are you protecting me from? All of this is moments of self-reflection. And this is the work that you can do with a coach that can help you move through these processes because to do it alone sometimes stagnates it because we're using the same brain and then Sometimes just one question from somebody else outside of it can move you along and then you can unpack it even more. It's an amazing process to be able to go through. There is nothing wrong with being in a rut. These processes, these steps are okay, right? Now, this next stage, bargaining. This is the stage that frustrates the fuck out of ourselves. And this is the stage, besides denial, we can stay in forever. Anger is kind of consuming. We either go back to denial or we try to fix it. But bargaining, this is that up and down, all or nothing stage. You know when you're in this stage, if it's you're bargaining, you're like, let's make a deal. If I do this, 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 then this will change. If I do this, 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 it's all on the action line, right? <laughs> like, If I get up early at five o'clock in the morning and I eat this and I eat that and I stay on track, I'm going to be this beautifully 50 pound lighter person. We start bargaining, right? <laughs> we start bargaining. Not saying that those actions won't happen, but guess what? There won't be self-acceptance at the end because like it's this bargaining thing. It's where we try to control all the shit. If I do this, 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 then this diagnosis will go away, right? If I wake up early in the morning and put on my makeup and do my hair just right and lose weight, he's going to change or she's going to change, right? No, if I stay late, work hard, don't say nothing about my coworker, keep to myself and grind, they will give me the promotion. They will accept me, right? I will do this. If I do this, 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 my business will grow, right? If I do this, if I if I write the emails just perfectly, if I do this just perfectly, this launch will be amazing. 
it's the bargaining phase. It's the phase where we try to bargain with life to control things. <laughs> it's frustrating because at least denial, you're in your happy-go-lucky stage eating all the ice cream and Netflixing and you're in that stage like you just don't even know because remember, you're asleep. So there's like, there's no feeling. And with anger, there is a sense of power, like I'm mad. So there's a power and energy release in anger. But in bargaining, it is so full of ups and downs. I did this and I did this and I had hope, like I got a new plan. It used starts with a new plan. I got a new plan and I'm gonna go all in on it, right? And then when you're kind of halfway and you start seeing it, but you're looking for the results, you know you're in bargaining because you're like, the results are determining whether or not you continue or not. If you're not getting the results, then you're bargaining. I promise you, you're bargaining. You're playing, let's make a deal. Let's make a deal. I'll do this so that I can get this. I'll do this so that you will do this. Not so that I can, but it's so that this can. Something outside of us, we're trying to control through bargaining. It never works. It exhausts us and it's up and down. There's high highs. I got a new plan. Yay. Right. And then there's a low lows. I tried everything. I can't do it. I don't know what's going on. Fuck it. So it's like, it vacillates between I got this to fuck this. If you're doing that, you're stuck in the bargaining phase. It's from a very manipulative energy, right? I can tell you from personal experience, I was in the bargaining stage in my marriage for years. It went with, I need him to change. I need him to accept me for me to feel better. And so I kept trying to recreate myself to be this version of me that I thought my husband needed or wanted. And I would like, I know I'm going to start getting up early. I know I'm going to do this. Like I tried to reinvent myself so many fucking times and it went with high highs and the lowest of lows because (laughs) surprise, surprise, nothing I did worked to change how he thought about me and his actions towards me because his actions towards me were his and his alone. I had no parts of that, even though I was trying to manipulate it too, right? So that bargaining phase of being in a rut can be very exhausting. It can be full of high highs and low lows. If you're trying to lose weight, that bargaining phase, oh my God, I'm going to start the diet. I'm going to do this. And then if it doesn't work, fuck it. Like I'm bargaining so that this, so that I can be happy. It's always the so that. You know you're in bargaining because it's so that something else can change so that I can feel peace, calm, needed, loved, happy, whatever it is. And the thing is on the bargaining is when we get on the other side of a bargaining and we get to acceptance, acceptance is the beautiful thing because it's like, no, there's a different energy. It's I do this, this, 
And yes, I want that, but I accept me as I am right now. Like it's not, I'm trying to manipulate this out thing so that I can feel this feeling. I feel this feeling anyway. It's like, I have this, so what? Acceptance is, this is where I'm at, so what? This is what happened, so what? It's not the manipulation. The manipulation of bargaining is, if I'm better, if I make myself better some kind of way, then this won't or will happen. I think Black women, we've been in this bargaining phase for a while with the world. If I straighten my hair, if I like become the video vixen, or if I become the boss babe, if I come the intellectual like matriarch, if I get every degree, if I raise my kids right, if I drive this car and this car and wear these clothes, if I talk this way, we've been bargaining with this world to accept us, then you will accept me. And then I can accept myself. Mm -mm. (laughs) No, ma'am. I think that is the phase that we are stuck in. And we go from that to anger. Well, fuck them all then, right? We go from that to anger. This phase right here, if we're caught in it, can lead to us being despondent, bitter, disgruntled, and disempowered. We can stay here for years. And a lot of times we, this is our final journey. We never get to acceptance because we're still trying to change the thing outside of our control instead of controlling the controllables. We never get to the so what and what's on the other side of this. We never get to, this may never change. Like the world may never see my value, so what? As opposed to, I need them to. It's that attachment to it, right? I need this to happen this way, that attachment to it. So we bargain and we bargain. I need this to go away. I need this to stop. I need this to change. And we never get to now what? That's the empowering part. Now what? Like, I can't change that. Now what? It's not fun being disempowered. It's not fun being bitter. And we see... Our women in our 50s and 60s in this stage, bitter, despondent, disempowered. Fuck it. Let me just make do. It's the ultimate settle, but it's because we're stuck in this bargaining stage and it exhausted us and we never got to acceptance. And we think the answer is to muster up enough energy to get back into action to change so that something else will change as opposed to taking action because I love me and this is for me, right? And giving up on anything else changing. It's the now what? It's like the first time I lost weight, I lost weight because I was in true acceptance. I was like, yep, I'm 200 pounds. (laughs) Bucket, this is my life now. And so my answer was now what? Now what? Okay, well, at least I'm going to be healthy. That was it. Like, now what? I can't change it. This happened. Yes, I had kids. This is where I'm at. But instead of like, I need the scale to change in order for me to be happy. I was like, what is it that I want? The now what was, I want to be healthy. 
I want to be around for my kids. It had nothing to do with the number on the scale. That was my greatest weight loss. I lost 90 pounds in like seven months from that now what of. This is what I'm choosing. This is what I want. Fuck what everybody else want. What I want. I want to be healthy, regardless of what the scale is. And so that's why it was like, I pedaled on my bike for 10 miles. That's a symbol of health. Like everything was a symbol of health. I'm doing this. I feel better. I don't feel bloated. A symbol of health, right? And I think every time I have lost weight, it is because it has been a symbol of health. Whenever I do it to try to change the scale so I can change how I feel about me, I'm in bargaining phase and it never works because I go all or nothing. I'm like, yes, I got a new plan. (laughs) You can see my pattern. (laughs) If you follow me on Instagram, you're like, oh, there she is again. I got a new plan, right? Nope. And it doesn't work. And then I peter out. I got a new plan. And then it doesn't work. And I peter out as opposed to now what? I just want to move my body. I just want to love my body where it is. What does my body need? It's accepting like I'm here. Now what? I want to feel good in it at least. Okay, well, let's move. Let's let's exercise it. What do you like to do? Well, I want to go for a hike, right? Whenever I'm doing that, that's when I'm losing weight because I'm moving for me, not trying to manipulate something. If I do all of this, then this is supposed to happen and it doesn't happen like I think it is. And then I'm like, fuck it. When we get to that acceptance stage, it's like, now what? The beauty of me getting to that acceptance phase when I was married and it was like, oh, it was the acceptance of he wants a version of me that I can never be. That was so freeing for me because it was like I honored him and I honored me. And so I didn't leave in any kind of bitterness. I left in full acceptance because I had gone through all of the stages. I left that marriage in full acceptance. I don't care what he said. I accepted that what he wanted, I couldn't be. And I didn't make that mean anything more because I had already tried and I knew I couldn't be. So it was now what? And I wanted to release him to find that that person that could do that. And I wanted to release me from having to feel like I should be something than I was. And guess what? I've gotten that lesson. Never have I like, this is me, right? Like this is me, who I am. And it's the beautiful lessons of acceptance. It's the now what? I have this diagnosis, now what? They didn't choose me, now what? I didn't get the promotion, now what? Right, the pandemic happened and this is the result of it and this is where I am, now what? That's what the self-acceptance is and it's empowering. It's like you choosing how you want to deal with or be with this, now what? As opposed to, I've got to change this so that, no, I'm going to be better. I'm going to do this. I'm going to stop being manipulative. I think if we as Black women get to the now what? Like, I ain't trying to change the way Black men think of us because, yeah, uh huh. other people are easier and we not your peace. Okay, I'm not trying to change you if that's your view of us as opposed to understanding we've gone through the same shit that you've gone through and we've been dealing with y'all and y'all shit. So, of course, we are the way we are. 
Not saying that we get to treat y'all any kind of way because I love a king. Oh my God, love a king and nurture a king. But for those that just like don't see my strength, now what? I can't change it. I can do whatever. I can be the perfect. I can oversex you, overcook you, overclean, whatever. It won't change you. That's you. Now what? Like we can't change the way some people think of us. I speak just like everybody else, but all of a sudden I'm angry. Can't change that. Now what? Right? It's the empowerment. And it's the easiest way to get out of the rut. I think that's what good morning gorgeous was. Like who I am, where I am, what I am, how I've treated myself, how I responded to this. I used to hate myself. I can't believe I did that. I did that. I was trying to manipulate everything and change everything and change the diagnosis, change the circumstances, change my past, change the decisions that I made in the past. Yes, I made that decision. Now what? Yes, this did happen in my past. Now what? Yes, I got that diagnosis. Now what? Yes, my job did this. Now what? Yes, that launch did this. Now what? Yes, my business is here. Now what? It's peace. It's empowering. It's you deciding. Not from manipulation, not from bargaining. So that it takes that extra step out. It removes the exhaustion. You want to know why we're exhausted? Because we're in bargaining. We're manipulating. We're trying and it's not working. And we're putting our head up against a brick wall every time. And if you want to get out of this phase, bargaining with life, and you're trying to do this alone and you haven't been able to get out of this rut, if you've been here for a minute, Y'all know what a minute is. (laughs) If you've been here for a minute and you haven't been able to get out of it, I want to encourage you to find help getting out of it because you may just need assistance. And that doesn't mean anything other than you just need a different point of view. That's completely normal. I need that and I help people in it. I can help everybody out of a rut except for me. Because it's, again, the label is on the outside of the jar and I'm in it. I cannot read the label. Someone else can read it very clearly. Such and such, this contains this, 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 this. If I'm inside the jar, I cannot read that label. It doesn't mean I'm weak. It doesn't mean I'm not a good coach. It doesn't mean I don't know what I'm doing. It just means I may need assistance. But the way I get that is through kindness. I don't make it mean anything that I need help. I don't make it mean anything that I was in denial. I don't make it mean anything that I was bargaining, that I was angry, that it took me however long it took me. It took me two years to get out of that. Yeah, it did. That stint that I did after I dated somebody that I knew I had no business dating with, and then I gained 50 pounds in like three months. (laughs) And then I stayed on the couch for six months. And then it took me another six months to figure it all out. Like that was a year and a half long process. I didn't make that mean something was wrong with me. I can't believe I let him do this to me. I can't believe I did that. That was my process. I accepted it all. And I took care of myself. I knew, when are you going to get off of this? When you're ready, baby. And no, and no time sooner. What if you just said that to yourself? 
When are you going to get out of this rut when it's time and no time sooner? And I'm here to support you while you figure it out. What if you gave yourself that? That's how you get to the now what? I promise you. Even in the, I'm bargaining. Yeah, I know you're bargaining. I know you're working hard. Here you go again. You can give language to it. You can see it and take care of yourself with it. And if you have somebody to walk you through that while you do it, you can expedite it. Because sometimes we can get stuck because we just can't read. We just can't see. And there's someone else that says, you're doing this. That's that pattern again. Oh, it's that pattern again? Yeah. I had a friend I called last night and I was like, Kina, I'm doing this. And she was like, you're doing it again. I'm like, oh, fuck. I can't believe I'm doing it again. Yeah, that's okay. Right? We just have to, someone outside of us has to be able to tell us like, you're doing that pattern again. That's what I do with my clients. You know, you're doing that again. You see that, right? That's what I did with my friend was like, I tied it all together and made her not the enemy, right? Of herself. We don't have to be the enemy of ourselves through this process. You get to wake up every morning and say, good morning, gorgeous and mean it. No matter the stage of this that you're in, good morning, gorgeous is available to you. All right, guys. Good morning, gorgeous. I love y'all. I really do. Get out of your ruts. Understand your ruts. Give yourself compassion in your rut and stop making ruts wrong. Everybody has them. No one's immune to them. We just don't always talk about them. You can talk about your rut. I'm in a rut. I have been in a rut and I recognize it. I've been in a rut for like the last six months and that's okay. I'm going to work my way and I'm going to be gentle with myself and continue to work through the rut and get help as I need it. And that's okay. We get to be who we are and you get to say good morning, gorgeous, no matter what phase you're in. And if you're in a rut, send me an email, talk to me. I would love to hear what are you going through? What things have you had? And if this helped you, please write a review and um, I'll talk to you guys later. Bye. Did you enjoy this podcast where I have a personal invitation? I want to spend time with you, coach you, talk about the issues that are affecting you. We do this in a community we call the Melanin Hour, created just for us high achieving Black women. You can register at brickjohnson.com forward slash coaching. And don't forget, Deeply Rooted is where we put all this shit together. We immerse ourselves and we master this. Six months, you, me, and a bunch of women that look like you and got a little melanin in them. (laughs) That's Deeply Rooted. You can register for the wait list at brickjohnson.com forward slash group. Hope to see you there. Bye.